welcome to Bit Party Goes to the Movies, a Bit Party short where we watch contemporary films that are in theaters now. I'm your co-host, Jared Cotta. And I'm your co-host, Brendan Cotta. And Brendan, what movie did we watch for this episode of Bit Party Goes to the Movies? This time we watched Ryan Johnson's new uh, whodunit mystery, Knives Out. Bren, Ryan Johnson is well-known now for his Star Wars movies, right? Correct, yeah. And he did yeah. The Last Jedi? Just The Last Jedi. He's only done The Last Jedi, okay. But he's also scheduled to do some, uh, some work on the upcoming Star Wars trilogy, at least one of them. And he is supposed to direct some of the Mandalorian episodes. Oh, or, really? Or an, in the second season, I oh, think. Oh, interesting, okay. Yeah. I would say that he probably has somewhat of a tainted reputation after The Last Jedi, but specifically maybe with Star Wars fans. And this is just an aside before we get into more of the nuts and bolts of this new movie by him, uh, because I think it's worth mentioning that if you are a little turned off by Ryan Johnson because of Star Wars, I would still recommend going to see this film. That's a super fair point. And if you need further validation for that, I would go back and find his... uh, first whodunit mystery movie called brick which mm. is starring joseph gordon levitt and it's it's a fantastic movie and i think it gives a better representation of his abilities for this movie than the last jedi a lot of people have been saying that star wars is really trying to win its audience back uh-huh. because of what ryan johnson had put together and i don't know necessarily if all of the blame rests on him sure that's um, a good point but i think that the last jedi came off as quite a bit different from the other Star Wars films, and that was a little controversial for people. Which is totally fair. What what did you think of The Last Jedi? Well, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought that, if anything, the parts where Ryan Johnson's voice comes through were really the winner parts. Uh Uh-huh. And anything where it felt like it was really just being done for the commercial efforts or to, like, build a toy franchise... Uh, were things that I didn't like about The Last Jedi. But overall, I felt like that that film was a good kind of middle movie for any Star Wars trilogy. I, I actually really liked it. Um, I see that there were some issues with it, for sure. And I think that you've made this point before that you do need to give a certain amount of fan service. Yeah. Which Ryan Johnson might not have been the best director for that. Yeah. But I think what he did well in... Uh, this movie, Knives Out, as well as what I liked about The Last Jedi, was he has a way of taking expectations for well-known genres and taking the movie in a different direction. Yeah. That's still enjoyable and doesn't feel forced, but just doesn't do what you expect. I think that that's really a, a good point and a good segue because this is a completely original movie that he wrote, but... Um, It reaches back to some kind of classic film tropes, what with the mystery component. And a lot of people have been comparing Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, to uh, Agatha Christie's character, Perot, who would be best noted for his role in Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. So, So think about that character, but with a southern accent, and you have Daniel Craig's portrayal of the detective in Knives Out. I really hope that he does continue on at least a little bit with this character because I loved, let me just say, I loved this movie. Yeah. And I love this genre of everybody's trapped in one place and using the clues from a confined location. You have to figure something out. Like I could watch a movie like this every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I was really impressed that he had written that. It it did come across as a novel-esque storyline. Yes. Yeah. Which I really appreciated. 
despite the fact that it had those kind of classic themes and imagery, it had some underlying messages that are pretty contemporary. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that those were best illustrated by some of the characters, like the, the, the fact that the family had like a really far right side and a really far left politically leaning group. Um, so they had like yeah. the little Nazi boy and also like the social justice warrior. Yeah. And the funny thing about those in exchanges was that nobody came across as really a good person. Yeah, they were Everybody. both equally insufferable. Yeah. And when push came to shove, they both had like bad components. I think that one of the underlying messages was that no matter what you say or project, there is nothing that can overcome just being a good person. That's it. Yeah. Like a genuine person. Yeah. But I think that there was another kind of underlying message that you picked up on. And do you want to elaborate on that? Maybe just a little bit, just to like give people the chance when they see it to build on it for themselves. It seemed like an effective and still subtle and entertaining allegory for an immigrant story Mm -hmm. because they focus so heavily on uh, the character Marta's. Like hard working, like how hardworking she is, mm-hmm. and how kind she is and attentive to the person that she's taking care of. Yeah, to Harlan. To Harlan. Whereas the rest of the family is insufferable in their own ways, mm-hmm. but still feel entitled to the fruits of Harlan's labor. Yeah. And so I think that it, in various points, you can find an allegory for uh, for for some immigration things. I think that was, if nothing else, very well done. Her being the protagonist in this movie, the heroine, um, it, that, that says something to the effect of, look at how good this individual is coming from either Ecuador or yeah. Brazil. <laughs> or the family has no idea where she is from, and that just is a another part of their horribleness. Yeah, yeah. And they're very willing to give to her charitably yeah. until she is on the verge of getting something that they felt was rightfully theirs, sure. and then everyone turns on her. Yeah, and it is kind of funny that their dynamic swings one there. They keep trying to enforce this idea that we've treated you like one of the family, yeah. as if she didn't deserve to be treated like a good person or like a, yeah, like as, a human. Yeah, like a human from the beginning. Like this is them giving doing a favor to yeah. for her, even though she's the one in service to them. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's, yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot there that they do well, and even without it, it's still super entertaining. Let me ask you about your rating, because you already kind of hinted that you loved this film. So let me know what you would rate this on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm going to give this movie probably an 8.5. Okay. If not a 9, because I think not only was the story good, like the, the mystery was compelling, and the characters very well done, but also I think it deserves a little bump for how stylistic it is. Definitely. You know, like the, the set... And the uh, how colorful it is, the characters' costumes makes it feel like a gives it kind of a Wes Anderson feel, um, and I, I really liked that. I thought it was there was a lot of work that went into it. I, I would agree with you. I guess I put it at like an eight point seven five. I think that, yeah, yeah yeah. It was it was a really fun movie. It was it was entertaining, funny. It had some unique traits that it gave to its characters. Everybody played their their role up in sort of a caricature style, uh, the way that we were accrediting Zombieland for kind of playing up those weird traits. Yeah, it did yeah. the exact same thing, which I, I'm starting to realize that maybe that's something in films that I, I kind of like, 
where it's like, this is a very obvious portrayal of the yeah. Nazi boy. Like, they would always <laughs> refer to their alt-right cousin as the Nazi. <laughs> or, like, the social justice warrior was always, like, a super hippie. And, yeah, like, Chris Evans was the trust fund prick. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those were played up so heavily. And, and I think that I, I gave it a high rating. It sounds like we're on the same page because of all those cast members. And and oh, yeah. starting with like Jamie Lee Curtis, it was great to see her. I also I would have to say that one of my favorite parts was where Chris Evans, who plays Ransom, who is the grandson of the of Harlan, who's you know the the character that is is murdered, uh, when he plays across from Ana de Armas, who plays Marta, the nurse, uh, their chemistry slash just like collaboration is really good. Those are some yeah. of my favorite parts when when he starts helping her and that dichotomy between like the immigrant individual who's just working paycheck to paycheck versus the trust fund kid yeah it was really funny how much they like played across each other to the point where they were double crossing each other all the time like eventually they were both conniving or not conniving because that paints a bad picture for for marta but they were clever enough to kind of trick each other at different points and she symbolizes all that's good in the movie and he's kind of the antithesis yes yeah he's everything that's bad about this family Mm -hmm. but she needs a little bit of his asshole nature to get through this situation and so i think that makes their partnership really compelling yeah that's that's a really good one i I feel like i'd be a little remiss if i didn't end on the the cast notes with uh, daniel craig who oh yeah benoit was awesome i mean really feel like he played that character so well and and like you were alluding to i would hope that this kind of uh this character could keep going to different mysteries it would it's just such a like notable and iconic character now in my in my mind definitely and i know that he's he's had a lot of statements in the past about you know whether or not he enjoys pay, playing bond mm-hmm. because it's such a physically demanding thing it doesn't require a lot of range but it requires a lot of uh somberness from him mm-hmm. and so i think this was a nice change for him i bet he would really like going right from bond to this like once he retires nice yeah i agree so, obviously, we have to talk about the bit parts. Yep. And yeah. um, I am curious, are you going to weave another mystery into this one, or are you going to try and do something that's a little bit uh, like a whole different genre of movie? Because I-, I need to know the bit part that stole your heart. I think, like I was saying before, Jared, I think I, I like this genre so much that I would like to do another mystery, mm-hmm. but it can be different from what we saw in Knives Out. Sure. The bit part that stole my heart was Michael Shannon's character, Walt Thromby. Okay, the son of Harlan. Exactly. Who's running the publishing company and... Yeah, yeah. And and Harlan makes a point that he wants Walt to make something of himself. Mm-hmm. I think that I would pick it up a few years after the events of this movie, where Walt has made something of himself just by taking the events of this movie and turning it into a book. Uh And now he is struggling because he's actually not very creative Mm -hmm. to continue his fame. Oh, okay. So I think that lands him, either he's chasing it down or he is in constant communication with Benoit Blanc to find another mystery, land himself in something else that could eventually be a a best-selling novel. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Jared, what was your favorite character? The bit part that stole my heart was Lakeith Stanfield playing Lieutenant Elliot. I love that actor. Yeah, he's really awesome. He was in Get Out. He was in Atlanta. Uh, he, he's going to be in Uncut Gems, which looks like a really cool movie. I can't wait for Uncut Gems. Yeah. 
with uh, with Adam Sandler. Anyways, so he is the police officer who, in some ways, is a little doubtful of Benoit's skills and whether or not he's necessary. He feels like it was a an open and shut suicide. Mm-hmm. I think that I would probably just kind of go off of some parts of this film already where he maybe starts working with Benoit. We have oh, a whole nice. new mystery in another in the town again. It can continue on in that same town because you know a lot of these like mystery writers yeah. are all in like the same region, and they always have a police detective that is the mm-hmm. uh, not the partner, but who is on the scene always whenever the detective shows up. Yeah, so that could definitely be what Lieutenant Elliot continues to do in in future uh, uh, Benoit stories. That'd be really cool. He was he was a good character, like kind of a counter to Daniel Craig's more ridiculous yeah, caricature yeah, character. I agree. Well, I mean, I think this movie is is freaking fantastic. So oh, yeah. um, definitely highly recommending it. There's just a couple pieces of trivia that we thought we'd throw in at the end here. Uh, the one really cool one is that Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas, who played Benoit and Marta, they're actually going to be in the next Bond movie together, No Time to Die, which comes out next year. So that should be pretty interesting. And then, Bren, you had a couple things that you wanted the audience to look out for as your trivia. Yeah, I wish I had known about this beforehand, but if you're going in, look out for Frank Oz, who does the voice of Miss Piggy, Yoda, um, some voices on the Dark Crystal. He plays the family's lawyer when they do the will reading. And he hasn't been in a movie as a person in like 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, okay. So this is the first time anybody's seen him. Well, I mean, obviously he appears in like red carpet and everything like that. He's not a hermit, but (laughs) this is the first time in a long time that he has appeared as a person in a film. That's really interesting. Okay. And what else to look out for? Also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is close friends with Ryan Johnson ever since they did Brick together. Uh Uh-huh. So he's been in all five of Ryan Johnson's movies. It's just his voice that you can hear coming out of the TV. He's credited as Lieutenant Hard Rock, but when you're listening to a news story in the movie about Marta, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's voice can be heard. Very cool. Great trivia. Well, I think that if you haven't already, I highly recommend go see Knives Out in theaters now.